Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to Talking Sports with Evan. I'm Evan, and a bunch to talk about here tonight. The Packers Bears take on play each other on Sunday. It's Bears Week, and the Packers win. It's simple. They are in the playoffs. If they lose, they can still make the playoffs, but make things a lot more difficult. One of the agenda items to talk about here tonight. Other agenda item. I'm going to talk about my top five Wisconsin sports moment in 2023. There's a bunch of sports events that happened in 2023. Rogers leaving Green Bay, Dame coming to Milwaukee, Jordan Love experience, uh, Craig Council going to the Cubs, Badger women's hockey winning the uh, championship, new Badger uh, football, new beginning there with Luke Fickle. So if you are watching live, uh, comment. What do you, What is your best Wisconsin sports moment of 2023? I'm going to talk about those. Uh, if you comment on them throughout the show, um, you can find me on Twitter at Evan Witt Sports, or you can find me on Facebook, Talking Sports with Evan, or on YouTube, look up Evan Witt Allison. And again, want to thank you all for tuning in. So I'm going to talk about those. Happy New Year to everybody. I hope your 2024 is off to a great start. And uh, have a, well, I guess, I don't know if announcement's the right term, but I have an update on the direction of uh, this podcast and what direction I'm going in. And no, the show is not ending. I'm sure some people who follow me are probably groaning and wishing it would come to an end, but no. The show is not coming to an end. I just have a couple updates on what 2024 is going to look like for me in the sports broadcasting realm. 2023 brought me a lot of great experiences in sports. Uh, The Racine Raiders won the national championship in their league. The Marquette University High School Hilltoppers won the state championship a game that I caught at Camp Randall Stadium a couple months back. And just got a call basketball game just the other night. Uh, Earlier this year, uh, last year, I got to call a basketball game. And uh, the podcast, the show. I've been trying to build this show, and I I like the direction it's going in. And I'm going to let you know what direction that's going to be in towards the end of the show. I also have... uh, a guest coming on next week, which I will mention later on too. So I think what I'm going to start with here tonight is it's 2024 now. And there were some sports moments in 2023 that to me were some of the top sports moments in this uh, in the state of Wisconsin. I'm going to go through my top five fairly quickly. After that, going to jump to Packer Vikings, followed up by Packers and Bears. And then uh, give some comments on the state of the Milwaukee Bucks, and then mention what the 2024 looks like for the show and for me. So, 2023, as I said to start the show, um, had a lot of fun and exciting things happen, and a lot of heartbreaking moments happen. I think my number five moment for the state would be Marquette the Big East champion. So Marquette coming into the year, they were not finished. They were not projected to finish first in the Big East. 
when the when the 2022-2023 season started. They were not projected to finish first in the Big East. But not only did they win the Big East tournament, uh, Big East regular season, they also won the Big East conference tournament and brought got that to a two seed in March, where unfortunately they lost in the second round to Michigan State. But it was probably the best season Marquette had had in a very long time, and they got an NCAA tournament victory. Great to see. Now, I am a Badger fan first. You can see the Badger flag over my right shoulder. But I do cheer for all Wisconsin teams. And I think it's great when Marquette and Wisconsin are both playing very good basketball. And I think it's great when, obviously, when Wisconsin Wisconsin football is playing very well. But Tyler Kolek and Cameron Jones and company led Marquette to the conference tournament, uh, led Marquette to the Big East regular season and then conference tournament. And they took that win, uh, that Big East championship, and second round in March, they took it to starting the year at number five in the country in the 2023-24 season, got as high as number three in the country, and they're currently number seven, and as of right now, sit at 11 and three overall. I think it's good, as I said, when Marquette's playing good. I think it's good when Wisconsin's playing good. My number four, the NFL NFL draft is going to Green Bay in 2025. That was announced this past year in 2023 that the 2025 NFL draft will be hosted in Green, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Still waiting for the details to come out on how that is going to look. But the 2025 draft is coming to Green Bay, likely going to be around the Titletown District, around Lambeau Field and or in Lambeau Field. We'll find well exactly what that looks like. It's going to be a huge boom for the city of Green Bay, the state of Wisconsin, and that whole region in general. The, the Green Bay area, the Fox Valley air, air area, Appleton, Dork County, Sheboygan, Fond du Lac, that whole area, it's going to be a huge boom to the, their economy. It's great for the state, great for the city. And Bob Harlan and Mark Murphy, yes, you can be annoyed at Mark Murphy if you want to when it comes to him handling the team side of things, but as a business side of things. So Bob Harlan started with the vision on what he wanted the Green Bay Packers and Lambeau Field and that area to look like. And he started it, passed, got a stadium referendum passed to help improve and repair things that needed to be done at Lambeau Field and got the start to that Titletown District area. And then Bob Harlan took it to a whole new level. Mark Murphy took it to a whole new level, took Bob Harlan's vision, put it into place, and put his own vision into place, building up that whole Titletown district where you had the football field, the sledding hill, um, the brewery, the hotel, and also improvements to Lambeau Field, including upgrades to the scoreboards and seating area. So all that hard work from Murphy, from Harlan, is going to pay off big time in 2025 when the NFL brings 
the draft to Green Bay. And I'm not going to lie, when the NFL decided that they wanted to start moving the draft around from city to city out of New York, I was a little unsure about that. Because to me, like the NFL Combine, I think needs to stay in Indy. I felt the same way with the NFL draft in New York. To me, it just fit perfectly. Radio City Music Hall, New York, I thought it was perfect. But the NFL has done a great job in every city that they've placed the draft in. Nashville, Vegas, you had Philly, Chicago, and this year it's going to be in Detroit. I think they've done a great job in every place they've gone, and we'll see how it uh, what how it does in Detroit. And I think that'll be a good test to how it operates in Green Bay. And as I said, I think it's a great thing for the state, great thing for the city. My number three top Wisconsin sports moment is a negative one, but Craig Council goes to the Chicago Cubs. So Council came into the 2023 season in the last year of his contract. In the final year of his contract, this it was stipulation of is he gonna is he gonna take some time off to spend time with his family? Is he gonna sign an extension in Milwaukee? Is he gonna sign an extension someplace else? And the city that was thrown around, especially after David Stearns went to New York, was that he was gonna be the manager of the New York Mets. That's what a lot of people assumed, like I said, when David Stearns went there. He lets his contract expires. And he interviews, I believe, in Cleveland, set the interview in New York for the Mets. And all of a sudden, he takes the job with the Cubs. And I don't blame him, I guess. Five-year, $40 million deal. He's still close to home. He's close to uh, where his kids play baseball in Michigan and Minnesota. And again, he's close to home, and he doesn't really have to uproot everything. So I don't necessarily blame him for picking Chicago. It sucks that it was the Cubs, but he goes to the Cubs and Pat Murphy is now the manager of the Milwaukee Brewers and the Cubs and Brewers rivalry just got a hell of a lot more interesting. It got interesting last year with the manager of the Cubs at the time uh, accusing the Brewers of manipulating the roof at AmFam Field and the Brewers game 163 um, a few years back. It's been uh, an interesting rivalry. uh, Nonetheless, it's gotten even more interesting. Number two, Dame time. Dame, Damian Lillard, is a Milwaukee Buck. Former Portland uh, Trailblazer guard. It was speculated and assumed that he would just go to Miami. That's where he wanted to go. That's where it looked like he was going to go. That was... Everybody just assumed it was going to be the location. And then out of the blue, on a Wednesday, we get a notice on all of our phones that it's being reported that Dame Time is coming to Milwaukee. In a three-team trade, it sent Drew Holiday to the Trailblazers at the time and Grayson Allen to the Suns. There are some other pieces moved around in that trade but Dame goes to Milwaukee, and since Dame has been in Milwaukee, the Bucks have one of the top five or six offenses all time in NBA history in offensive efficiency. Giannis and Dame just showed last night 
in a fourth quarter where they, at one point, they had scored 22 straight points together in the fourth to help lead Milwaukee to that uh, much more narrow victory against the uh, Spurs than it had to be. Defensively, Bucks leave a lot to be desired right now. Their bench leaves a lot to be desired. But I'm excited for what this Milwaukee Bucks team could do come playoff time if they retool a couple things and get things figured out. And the biggest sports moment to me in the state of Wisconsin in 2023 is Aaron Rodgers gets traded to the New York Jets. Had a Hall of Fame career in Green Bay. His first season starting 2008, led the Packers to the Super Bowl in 2010, won four MVPs during his time in Green Bay, brought a lot of great celebrations and highlights and jubilee, especially against the team that the Packers are set to play Sunday against the Chicago Bears, the infamous Aaron Rodgers. I still own you comment after running in a touchdown in last season, uh, last season's game. I will always own you. And Rogers had kind of the, the relationship had been. The relationship had been poor pretty much since Gudenkus took over. People point to Jordan Love being drafted as the start of the the rift between Aaron and Green Bay. I put the rift starting when the Packers decided to release Jordy Nelson. I think that's when the rift really started with Aaron Rodgers and the drafting of Jordan Love was just the icing on the cake that totally put him off, off the deep end. But it was just an odd couple years. Um, the last couple years of Aaron Rodgers' tenure in Green Bay, just very odd the COVID toll, the vaccinated versus inoculated, the suspension, not the uh, not the suspension, but the sitting out a game due to testing positive for COVID, the views he's been talking about on Pat McAfee's show, the darkness retreat, and ultimately the trade. And I think the Packers long-term are better off moving on from Aaron Rodgers. I know short-term they had a what, $40 or $50 million uh, hit in dead cap money after the trade. But I think Jordan Love has shown with a very young wide receiving core that the Packers' offense is not going away. The The death of the Green Bay Packers was extremely exaggerated. I think it's safe to say that in, in relation to what the Packers look like now. Unfortunately for Aaron, Torres Achilles in the fourth or fifth play of the home of the of the regular season opener on Monday Night Football, and his season came to an end. Week one, we'll see what 2014 with the Jets leaves for Rodgers, but the Packers seem to be better off with the trade. As hard as that is to believe, because Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback, and from a talent perspective, love him or hate him on his personality and what he likes to share. Love him or hate him, he's probably the most talented thrower of the football that Green Bay has ever had. And it kind of brings me to, I guess, the Packers. And again, if you do want to share what your top sports moments are in 2023 for the state of Wisconsin, feel free to comment on the video. You can find me on X or Twitter at Evan 
with sports. You can find me on Facebook, Talking Sports with Evan, or on YouTube, Evan Wattalis. And leave a comment and let me know what your top sports moments in 2023 were. I would love to hear them. I would definitely love to hear what you feel those moments are. Moving on, mentioned that I was going to talk some Packer and Vikings. The Packers, December 31st, beat the Minnesota Vikings 33-10 to give the Packers the opportunity to be in a situation, the exact same situation they were in this time last year, of if they win, they are in. And if the Packers don't beat the Bears, they're still could make the playoffs, but I'll talk about that in a moment when I talk Packers-Bears. But I don't know if you all remember. I'm sure you do. But January 1, 2023, the Packers are in Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Maybe it was in Green Bay. I, I, either way, they're playing the Vikings, and the Packers play a near-perfect football game. Offensively, they look good. Rodgers looked sharp, probably the sharpest he'd looked all season to that point. The defense shuts down Jefferson, and Kirk Cousins plays probably the worst game he's played that entire season. This past Sunday, December 31st, 2023, so yeah, the Packers bookended the start of 2023 and the end of 2023 by humiliating the Minnesota Vikings. And in this one, Packers come in needing to win to set up a win-and-in situation. Jair Alexander suspended for the game due to his conduct, which I support the suspension. And I'm I'm excited to see if it's lit a fire competitively under Jair, which, let's be honest, we've not seen that competitive streak from Jair when he's been on the field at all this season. But when Jair is focused, he is one of the top corners in the NFL. He just needs to be focused more. But anyways, no Jair going up against Jefferson, going up against Addison, a team that humiliated you a few weeks prior. It was also Kirk Cousins' last game of the 2023 season when he ruptured his Achilles. But Jalen Hall gets the start against Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. And the Packers, starting in that first quarter, set the tone jumping out to a 10-0 lead after one, and just really never looked back. And the Vikings got it to 10-3, and then the Packers scored 13 unanswered points to end the second quarter, scored a touchdown in the third, got a field goal in the fourth, and the only Vikings touchdown in the game happened due to a muffed punt that the Vikings recovered deep in Packer territory. They didn't need a lot of time to score. But it's like the Packers played the perfect ball game on offense and defense. And I know defensively it helped when you're going up against Jaron Hall, who in the first half ended going ended up going 10 of 5 of 10 for 67 yards and interception. And Alexander Mad- Madison and Tyler Chandler could not get the running game going at all. They combined for uh, 13 carries between the two, and Chandler had 40 yards, Madison had 17, and Jalen Hall, who's supposed to be more of a run threat, had two carries for four yards. 
Jefferson was held to five for 59. Addison, three for 28. The one touchdown went to the tight end, Johnny Mund, who had four catches for 39 yards, including the Vikings' one and only touchdown. But offensively, the Packers could really do whatever they wanted. Jordan Love, 24-33, 256, three touchdowns. Aaron Jones, 20 carries for 120 yards. Jaden Reed, six catches for 89 yards, two touchdowns. Did not play the entire second half at all. Tucker Craft, six for 48. And the answer to a trivia question forever, which wide receiver was the first wide receiver to go over 100 yards in the Jordan Love era? And that is everybody's. Everybody's guess. Everybody figured he would. Just kidding. Bo Melton, six catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown. Practice squad call-up. Getting more reps lately with some injuries. Wicks didn't play in this game. Reed left at the end of the first half. Melton took advantage of the opportunities he got, and he ran with it, including getting a touchdown in this game. I don't know if Bo Melton's going to be anything more than a uh, a replacement level player, but he definitely made the most of it Sunday night against the Vikings with his six catch, one hundred and five yard performance. Tip your hat to Bo Melton. Heath added a catch. Romeo Dobbs had three catches. Aaron Jones had a catch, and Ben Sims, former Viking Ben Sims, had a catch. And defensively. Probably one of the best games the Packers played all season. And I, I get, I understand, and I agree that it was going up against a third and fourth string quarterback in Jalen Hall and Nick Mullins. But I think overall, though, even with that, the Packers tackled well. They got after the quarterback. They got sacks. They got an interception in Corey Ballantyne. Quay Walker had a sack. Nixon had a half a sack. Isaiah McDuffie had a half a sack. Preston Smith had a sack. Uh, Wyatt had a half a sack. Colby Wooden had a half a sack. So the Packers got after Kirk Cousins. They make, I'm not Kirk Cousins, I'm sorry, Jalen Haw and Nick Mullins. They got after them. And they they made those quarterbacks in Minnesota's day extremely difficult to move the football. So I, I, I started this segment talking Packers-Vikings, bringing up the bookend of January 1, 2023, and December 31st, 2023, the bookend of beating and humiliating the Vikings to to uh, start the year, to end the year, and both wins put the Packers in position to have a win, and they are in situation last year. This year, same thing happened. They humiliate the Vikings to end the year, and now they start the year kind of like deja vu, playing a division opponent at home who really has nothing to gain except beating you and keeping you out of the playoffs. That's all the Lions had to play for last year after the Seahawks beat the Rams. So the only thing the Lions had to play for last year was to If they beat the Green Bay Packers, the Packers don't make the playoffs. And that's kind of the same situation where we see ourselves in again this season. Again, the Packers could make the playoffs with a loss. 
but if they win, they are in. And I am a little worried. I am a little nervous about this game because, and I I, I say this, I, I like Matt LaFleur. You all know that. Overall, I like Matt LaFleur. However, in these type of situations, the team has usually struggled or failed in when they've been in these type of situations. You go back to the uh, Matt LaFleur's first season. They make the NFC Championship game, fly out to San Francisco. They win. They're in the Super Bowl. And I know San Francisco had them out. They were a better team overall anyways. But the Packers come in. They look unprepared. They get outcoached, outmanned, outgunned, just physically beat the entire game. And the 49ers go on to the Super Bowl where they lose to the Chiefs. The following year, the Packers get what they want. Aaron Rodgers finally has an NFC Championship game at home against Tampa Bay. Everything's lining up for Green Bay. The Packers just got done a week prior playing a perfect game at Lambeau Field in a snow globe against the L.A. Rams. They play nearly flawless football for four quarters against the Rams. Move on, play Tampa Bay, and they look unprepared. They look not ready. They they get out-physicaled. They get punched in the mouth, cannot respond, and the game plan, part of my language, look like shit. And your top players, Jones, Adams and Rodgers all probably played their worst game of the entire season in that game. And defensively, they couldn't make stops when it mattered most. They got three interceptions of Tom Brady. But at the end of the day, right before halftime, right at the end of the game, after the Packers kicked the field goal, they couldn't get stops when they had to. San Francisco in the playoffs the following year, divisional round, if they're when they move on to the NFC Championship game to end up taking on the Rams, I want to say the Packers were the one seed again. They the better team than San Francisco, in my opinion. They go in offensively, they look unprepared, they get out physical, out coached, outmanned, and they lose on a last second field goal to San Francisco. And we all know how last season ended. After playing a perfect game against the Vikings the week prior, Detroit comes into Lambeau Field, out physicals, out mans, out coaches, the Packers. They look unprepared, unmotivated, poor game plan offensively. The defense fought, but again, they couldn't get a stop when they needed it most, just like the year prior. And they lose to Detroit. Detroit sends the Packers home. So the point I'm making, is this type of situation has not been Matt LaFleur's strong suit where you go into a game when you have, you just got done playing a perfect game. And look earlier this year, they just completely wiped the floor with Kansas City. I know Kansas City made it close at the end, but overall they just wiped the floor with Kansas City 
if they beat the Giants, we're not in this situation, and they lay an egg in New York. So I do have some concern because Detroit last year started out very bad, got hot going into Week 18, and they used that to catapult them to a hot start this year. Chicago started the year very bad. They trade for Montez Sweat, and they start running the offense a little bit more efficiently. And the Bears are a hot team right now, just like Detroit last year. So I am a little nervous that we are pretty much deja vu all over again type possibility because it's kind of shaping up exactly like last year. So the nice thing is you have the opportunity to avenge those demons from last year. Jordan loves your starting quarterback now. Your young receivers are playing extremely well. If Elton Jenkins is healthy and can play, the offensive line has played extremely better. There's no reason why the Packers should not be able to move the football against the Chicago Bears. There's really no reason why Jordan Love cannot move the football against the Chicago Bears. The defense for the Bears is better, but they're still not that good. Aaron Jones looks healthy finally. Watson will be back. Reed will be back. Wicks will be back. Tucker Craft, Luke Musgrave is likely back. And as I mentioned, the offensive line has played extremely well. The area where the Packers offensively need to be extremely concerned with is Montez Sweat. There's really nobody else in the Bears' pass rush that you really have to worry about. There's not. If you can slow down Sweat, easy peasy, but slowing him down is not that easy. Zach Tom and Walker are going to have their hands full, and they like moving Sweat around. They like they like moving him around from end to end. So everyone's going to have their chance to go up against Montez Sweat. Wide-backing core, slightly above average, I, I would feel, in Chicago. They're going to be likely without their best corner, uh, who is doubtful with the shoulder. So that's going to be a hit. And if if Jordan Love can get time, the Packers should be able to move the ball. Okay, so sorry about that. Just looking at some comments that were being left. But anyway, Packers should be able to win this game. They should be able to move the football. They should be able to uh they should be able to um get this victory um offensively. Um defensively, we never know what we're gonna see with Joe Barry. They had a good game plan last week against a bad quarterback, and it worked. This week, Justin Fields is no Justin Fields is no uh, more uh, no Minnesota Viking quarterback. He can beat you with his legs, and that's where the Packers struggled mightily to uh, against the Giants. They could not stop Devito. 
they could not stop DeVito in the uh, in the running game as a quarterback. And he ended up having, I think, 80, 70 or 80 yards on the ground and kept the chain moving. So that's going to be the biggest concern with the Bears' offense is keeping Fields in the pocket and forcing him to have to be a, a pocket passer in this game. That's what's going to be key for uh, the Packers' defense. If they could do that, they should be fine. But unfortunately, they haven't shown they can do that. And they're going to probably have to play a lot of zone. And they don't play zone defense very well. So with that said, thank you for watching the show. I'm going to end the show here. Uh, Tuesday, Tristan Thomas from Tosh Sports will be joining me to give a status, a, a state of the Bucks report and talk some Packers, hopefully playoff game. And what I will be doing uh, more, I will be having more content and more shows in 2024. So those that are leaving the bad and nasty messages and the comments on YouTube, sorry, hate to break it to you. You're going to see more of this fat face in 2024. I'm going to feature a show a week talking NFL draft and tying it back to the Green Bay Packers. With that said, hope you have a great rest of your night. Have a good weekend. For those that are leaving the nasty comments, get a life, and I'll get back at you next week.